It's Monday, March 29th, 2021. This is Rook. Is it possible to heal a divided world by incrementally discovering our commonalities? What if we realize that for all of the different languages we speak, we very often use common words or even the same words? Iranian-Canadian engineer and YouTube star Bahodor Alast has been on a mission to build connections between different peoples by addressing language and words. Three years ago, he started a YouTube series pulling folks of varying backgrounds together in a fun exercise to explore common terms. Well, the series has become an unqualified viral hit. And Bahodor Alas joins us for a feature interview in the Rook studio coming up. Plus, the team is here and we have your letters. I'm Gian Gomeshi. This is Rook. Hi there, welcome to episode number 97 of Rook. Happy post Noruz, or still Noruz. It's kind of like leaving the Christmas lights up for a couple of months after Santa has already come. We keep celebrating Noruz, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. Thank you, Shaya. Khoshomadin, Durud Bashoma, Sadsal Bazan Bein Salha. Shayajan? Yes. That's yes. Yeah, yes. Good, Thank you for your enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> off to another riveting start. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're coming to you from Toronto, Canada, with a salute to all of you joining us from around the world. We are on an ongoing mission to build a new audiovisual encyclopedia of Iranian diaspora identity. You can find us on SoundCloud, on Spotify, iTunes. And then Instagram, YouTube, CastBox, and Telegram. So today, in just a little bit, Bahador Alast is joining me in the Rook studio. He, he's become a YouTube sensation. Let me see if I can try and explain this. He, he takes different people uh, or people from different languages or cultures or nationalities, two languages at a time, and he has them play a game that ends up unveiling how we have similar words in different languages. And thus people feel a real connection. Yes. And the, the world gets a little smaller. So there's an episode that is a Persian and a Greek or an uh, Arabic person and a Portuguese person or somebody who speaks Tamil and somebody who speaks Korean. So, right, Chaya? So yes. you understand. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this has become a huge hit, what he does. So he'll be in here and we'll talk about that. I was thinking, Chaya, for example, there are words in English and Farsi, yes. uh, English and Persian, that are surprisingly similar so that an English speaking person who knows no Persian might know what word you're saying just from the way it sounds yes although you speak Persian properly still I think there is some words that I can in Persian I can play this game with you oh yes. well I was thinking of words I already know uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but like but like for example if you say to a person who speaks only or doesn't speak Persian if mm-hmm. you say shikar 
they would likely figure out that you mean sugar. Because it sounds like, or if you say mush, they would know you're talking about a mouse. Dokhtar, Dokhtar, jangal, jungle. Pyjama, pajama, right? So now you had something that was, that I don't know. I mean, is there any Persian word I don't know? Maybe you know that, but I am asking from you and Kian, actually. All right. Uh, I haven't introduced Kian yet, oh, so people won't know who she is. <laughs> I don't By the way, the fabulous yet. Kian is here. <laughs> Hi, Kian. Hi. And Captain Reza. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yes. All right, the, wo- the word is malqame. Malqame. Mm. Amalgamate? Uh, Yes, oh, amalgamate. Yeah, yeah wow. Well, well, that's exactly that's the game. Yes. That go. is what Bahordor Alas does. That's fun. But he does it in all these in different languages. So, and he he pairs people often from even uh, cultures or nationalities that have historical enmities or don't you know necessarily get along. So, uh, he's got one that's like Hebrew and Arabic. It's really fun and uh, interesting. So, Bahordor Alas joining us in a little bit. Um, Listen, for the folks of you out there who have an iPhone and have not joined us on Clubhouse on Friday nights, come join us. That was pretty good Friday night. Wasn't it was it, a Keon? lot of fun, yeah. We are doing these Rook Town Halls on Friday night. They are growing. We had a huge crowd last Friday night talking about Persians and materialism. Mm. And um, among the speakers, we had Tina Parsa and Piaz Miaz and Nima Behnoud, uh, Nimani, you know, Rana Mansour, Tehran, Tehran von Qasri, many others. It was yeah. great. Shia, you were there. Yes. Again, you were distracted. <laughs> like I I have a, I have this panel of people I'm going to go to, and then Shia is sitting there, so I have to. He's part of the Rogue team. So I'm like, hey, uh, now let's go to Shia. And I, I even big, I'm big up him. Like, I'm like, oh, Shia, your perspective will be really interesting. And there's like buses going by and like somebody asking him his, his order for a burrito. And I, I, I cannot think right now because I want to make uh, some order for a burrito. No way. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. I mean, it's humiliating yeah, because like he's part of the Rook team. All these other people who are like our guests for the town hall are all prepared. Names. You know, yeah. Nima Behnud is like, oh, I'm ready, you know. And, and Shia, mm, mm, I am vacuuming and also um, uh, I have some mm, Cheeto in my throat. <laughs> and don't get me started with Captain Reza, by the way. Oh, he was even there. He turned up at 9.30. It was at 8 p.m. It was an 8 p.m. town. It's called the Rook Town Hall. The guy's on every show. He's like, hmm, I thought it was a new guy. You missed it, you know. How convenient. Yeah. Usually, I'm sitting with my Canadian friends yes. and listen to our clubhouse together. Yes. And sometimes they they start to... I Shai, mean, you were not sitting with your Canadian friends, as you put it. There was, <laughs> I mean, you you sounded like you were at the Canadian National Exhibition. There was like, <laughs> there were things, there were like, like roller coaster going by and a seagull and like you were ordering food and... <laughs> 
mean, it was, and the, it was a really heavy kind of topic. Yeah, like we had yeah, gotten yeah. to a really kind of important point, and even Ponta the artist was there, and she. Mm-hmm. Some people were actually defending mm-hmm. the fact that Persians love name brands, yeah. and 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 you know what's wrong with the fact that we kind of like nice things and we're material. Mm-hmm. You know, we like material things, and then Ponta had said, "I feel really uncomfortable when there's people who put such an emphasis on money and stuff." Mm-hmm. And then so right at the peak of the conversation, <laughs> Shia, let me bring in Shia here. Mm, uh, I have to finish getting donuts and then... It took him a while to come on too. For, yeah, like, first of all, he doesn't come on. So there's like silence. You know, everybody's waiting. Static. And, uh, call, waiting. I played piano. Yeah, that was a nice piano. Uh, we'll do it again on Friday. And then uh, Captain Reza, I mean, I'm you know, sorry. you're what? You were in a meeting, quote unquote? I was. Yeah, okay. I was trying to make a buck. Yeah. Okay. Do better, man. I'll do better. <laughs> and he's like, and he's so innocent. Like, mm, what happened to you guys? I was there. And it's like, you, it says 8 p.m., you know? Oh. As soon as I was done, like, doing with my side projects, right. like, I came on. It was 9.30. And we were you, finishing <laughs> at 9.30. It's an hour yes, and a half. How many hours story. do you want us to do this? <laughs> but it's really interesting. It's really interesting. Mm. I really, I, lo- I love our clubhouse. Thank you. Yeah. So, I, oh, interesting that you should like it so much <laughs> because you don't pay much attention while we're doing it <laughs> I even like I'm I'm so nervous before I come to the Rook team because you know, again you know if it's somebody else there's some of the these are our guests in the on the stage I mean we, we could just should not call it Rook you know because I feel the pressure if I want the team to be putting their best foot forward yeah. you know every time you're just shy you know? <laughs> make us look bad <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I'm kidding you're no, good Keon you're always on it you know you're ready I know it's hard because there's every people different people are talking and I don't come to you right away and so you're sitting there you know but uh I even like right before I was like I hope Shia is like ready for this you know I think I even heard a toilet flush yeah there was like stuff going on I first of all Shia you didn't even start speaking for at least 30 seconds but we could hear sounds of things there was like there was like a really a movie skate behind you yeah the Von Trapp family yeah yeah I said first I Shia and then it doesn't turn on like his mic doesn't go on Shia? Oh, <laughs> Shia, are you there, like Shia? Hundreds yeah. of people in there waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hundreds of people judging whether they're going to listen to the Rook podcast based on how this goes. Uh, you know? oh, it, was, it was cute. Anyway, we'll do it again on Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time, uh, every Friday night at the Rook Town Hall, if, you're, uh, if you can find us on Clubhouse. And I f- feel bad for those who do not use the iPhone and are on Android because I guess you can't access Clubhouse for now. But you you know, you're not missing that much, but we would love to have you at our town halls on Friday night. I should say that one of the precipitants for talking about whether Persians are materialistic, whether the notion of uh, elevating the s- a status based on material wealth is is a stereotype or is in fact true about Persians, was our last guest, Pedram Shojai, on our last episode. Um, fantastic uh, episode, really interesting. I know we've gotten a lot of reaction on this. And, and uh, he talked about how, I mean, goes by the name the urban monk he's become this author and and speaker and proponent of wellness based on eastern medicine and eastern practices and he talks about this moment in his life where he uh, came to a fork in the road and decided he does not want to be an Iranian who is obsessed with making money and and having material goods and and peacocking around showing off his status as he put it 
um, it was a very interesting conversation, and and it formed the basis of wanting to talk about that at the town hall on Friday night. As we each week we pick our topics based on uh, what we talk about on this show. So many comments about this Pedro Shajai oh, yeah. interview. Yeah. Well, I know you're going to get some of those letters later, but uh, if you if you guys haven't listened to it out there, please go to our last uh, it was episode 96 uh, on any of our platforms and check it out. Speaking of episode 96 and today 97, our 100th episode yeah, yeah, is yeah. coming up in, a, I guess it's in a week and a half. And uh, the 100th episode of Rook coinciding with the one year anniversary of Rook. Wow. It'll be the, it's one year since we, uh, since, uh, you know, we started and Captain Reza was this fresh faced, you know, <laughs> guy with like a, no. you know, clean shaven. Right. And now he looks like uh Gandalf the Grey? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, I do. He's Short more hair, mature clean now. Cut. What I got to make a buck. <laughs> I got to make a buck. <laughs> I got to make a buck. Hey, listen, chief. <laughs> uh, that doesn't sound like it So we have a very special guest mm-hmm. for our 100th episode. I don't know how I'm supposed to... Uh, and actually, we have a very special guest for our 99th episode, too. That's right. It's yeah. going to be a big week next week. Yeah. Uh, so get yourselves ready. Kian Jun, Kian Dok. I will be ready. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and Shia. <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> just try and pay attention. Uh, we would love you folks out there to become patrons of our show. If you like what you hear, and for sure, if you're a regular listener, $5 a month or $10 a month to become our BFF is all it takes. And it really makes a difference. And we're uh, trying to keep things as commercial free as possible. So go to rookmedia.com, rookmedia.com, and just press on the support us button uh, to become a patron. And uh, we crowdfund this. So we really appreciate it. If you are, if you like what we do regularly uh, and you check in with us, $5 and $10 a month at rookmedia.com. Okay. So I want to get to Bahador Alas. We're going to come back and do letters and talk about Pedro Amshojai, the urban monk, and so much more. The fabulous Keon, Captain Reza, Groovy Shia. See you in just a few moments. My featured guest today is coming in as an Iranian-Canadian based here in Toronto who has created something of an online sensation when it comes to cross-cultural understanding and language. Take a listen to this. Uh, the way this is going to work is I give each side a word and they read it to the other side and you have to guess what the word is. We're going to do Persian versus Greek. Kelit. Key? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The difference is in Greek is klithi. We're going to do Persian versus Russian. Dvesti. 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 There you go. Just a little taste of some of the YouTube videos that have cumulatively gotten millions. That's right. Millions of views based on people of different cultures, nationalities or ethnicities sitting in a room and discovering that they literally understand each other when it comes to some common words. The channel is the brainchild of my future guest today, Bahador Alast. 
Bajador is actually a full-time engineer and part-time YouTuber who has visited over 60 different countries around the globe and brings people of different backgrounds together through his channel that is just called Bajador Alas. Bajador was born in Tehran. He and his family immigrated to Canada in 1995 when he was 10. He grew up in North York and Richmond Hill, studied mineral engineering at the University of Toronto, and has been working as an engineer for different companies for the past 12 years. In his spare time, he's been able to pursue one of his biggest passions in life, traveling and exploring different cultures. That's what eventually led Bahador to start his YouTube project with his wife, Shafzad. His channel, which currently has over 215,000 subscribers, has grown to be one of the most popular channels in the world, focusing on languages and culture. His videos have been featured on all forms of major media platforms from India to Serbia to Turkey to Indonesia. It is an unqualified success, and it keeps growing. And right now, in English or whatever global language he wishes to use, Bahadur Alas joins me live in the Rook studio. Hello, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's That was wonderful. I, I, I always feel like copying that and you know, <laughs> typing it out <laughs> put yeah. it put it in the description it's yours. Of you're the <laughs> welcome to use it however you wish you've you've got Just quite change a it up a little bit <laughs> listen i'm quite in love with this channel of yours the um the sweetness of it the underlying message of it um for folks who are not familiar with this let's start with an explainer what what is it how is it that you would describe your channel so uh, i would say that the main goal of the channel is to find commonalities and similarities between people from different backgrounds as a way of bringing them closer together uh, because there's just something special about having uh, something in common with someone you know you know you just, it's, it's like it's just something that clicks when you find that oh this person says this word now you know let's not talk about language for a second let's just think about something else you know food or music when you find or meet somebody that has the same taste as you or uh, you find out that they share the same interests as you, mm -hmm. there's something about it that just clicks. You're like, you automatically like the person or, you know, you, you feel closer to them, mm -hmm. right? But language is something that everybody uses. You know, we all, we all use it every day. So why not use language as a way of connecting people from different backgrounds. And so, so the format is you usually stand in between or sit in between people, two people of different cultures or, or yes. uh, countries or languages, and then you give them a word, right? Exactly. Explain, explain what you do. So uh, I do a bit of research beforehand and uh, two languages, whatever the languages may be. I find a list of common words between them. Um, a lot of times these words may sound a little bit different, be pronounced a little bit different, but what still they are the same or they sound very close, mm -hmm. right? And uh, I basically give a word to each side, they read it, and the other side has to guess what that means in their language, right? And uh, they're always excited and surprised <laughs> and sometimes right. very much shocked by some of these like common words, right? How, how much research exactly do you need to do? Because, I mean, some of them are like uh, Korean and Japanese, and I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> how does Bahador know the common words? That <laughs> sometimes, Okay, so the languages that are closer to Persian, I would say, are the easiest to do research right. on, right? Arabic, Turkish. Uh, yeah. yeah, so because, yeah, like um, a lot of uh, Iranic languages, let's mm. say, like or, and, or languages that are spoken throughout the Middle East, uh, South Asia, that share a lot of common words with, with Persian, I would say those are easier. I have a, 
I'm a, I'm a little familiar with Arabic as well, so that that is easy for me to do research mm-hmm. on as mm-hmm. well. Uh, but sometimes, like you said, uh, I mean, Korean. When we had one video that's been watched almost two million times now, it's Korean and Tamil. And <laughs> yeah. So how did you how did you research that? I mean, so I'm <laughs> assuming you don't. You're not fluent in Korean no, or Tamil. I'm for not. That no, no, I'm yeah. not. Uh, but I have this interest and passion. Like it's kind of like uh, something that I love doing is learning more about languages and the history of languages. Uh, so the way that th- different languages impact each other, that, that's what really interests me. Mm-hmm. And someone told me that, you know, Korea, Korean, not just Korean, but also Japanese and South Indian languages mm-hmm. have uh, a lot of historical links. And at first I was like, okay, I, I've never heard of this, right? But then I started reading about it and I'm like, this is, so fascinating you know it's it's true like mm. i keep finding words and then i'm like as i ask like a korean person i'm like can you can you just pronounce this and then and then someone who speaks tamil i'm like can you pro- <laughs> like that's the same how how did this happen right so then when i put the words together and that video was so interesting because the two guests had never even heard of this that there there's anything that links their two languages right, right? right, right. so they were so shocked every time they read a word they're like are you serious? Well, and sometimes you seem to team up um, countries or languages or cultures that have had some kind of historical enmity or issue, like you have the Greeks and the Persians or <laughs> Hebrew and Arabic. Yes. Or uh, it, I'm, I'm assuming that's by design. Uh, a lot of times it is. Yes. Um, you know, for example, Serbian and Albanian, right? Um, and like you mentioned yourself, Hebrew and uh, Arabic. Uh, the Greek-Persian conflict, that's just so ancient that are we over that yeah, yeah that, 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 I don't think I don't think anybody really like is holding a grudge uh, you, when they say that Penny de Tabriz is theirs I mean yeah. I get a little worked up you know we it's feta cheese gave her yeah. no I, I agree it is a little ancient but it but is yeah. but it is that one is interesting you know because um, it's actually funny because when I posted that one uh, which one the Greek the Persian, Greek Persian yeah. one yeah. I basically said you know in the pinned comment or in the description that you know that the Gre- the Greco-Persian wars are continuing to, to you know more than twenty five hundred years later, right? So yeah, as a as a joke, right, you can right. you can link back at it. But a lot of these other ones that you mentioned are more recent contemporary, conflicts, yes. continuing conflicts that are still ongoing, right? And uh, those are you know the impact that it has, the positive impact, the feedback that I receive is just tremendous you know some of these videos like i said literally have millions of clicks what what tends to be most popular with audiences uh you know it's it's hard to say if it's a certain language or if it's uh, something that just like catches people's interest right uh if it's something that has never really been done before right Mm. um some things i feel like people know about, right? There are certain certain connections and links that they know about, but there are languages that are not really spoken much, you know, the you know endangered languages like that. I've, I've had a few videos with languages that are endangered. And also... Like what? Um, so, for instance, uh, like the Manx language, oh. which is spoken in the Isle of Man. Right. And... Uh, Manxians, yeah. Yes, yeah. so it, I compared that with Irish, and Irish is a language that you know, a lot of people even go to Ireland and they don't even realize there's an Irish language. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, you know, they just speak English, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's like a language that just kind of like has been fading away, right? And 
you know, comparing those two languages, people are like, mm -hmm. this is interesting, right? Like, mm -hmm. I just want to see what this sounds like, right? Um, but uh, the ones that are, I wouldn't call it controversial, but where it's like there's a political conflict mm -hmm. between these two countries or nations, mm -hmm. that also catches a lot of Why wouldn't attention. you call it controversial? Because I don't, I don't want it to be controversial. Mm -hmm. I, I, I want it to just be about, like, put politics aside, put, mm -hmm. you know, religion or any sort of ideology that you know creates a conflict has aside. politics been uh, projected onto any of your videos of course of course all the time what's an example of that uh well we did do a video with a turkish and armenian hmm. um and uh, people obviously know about the, the conflict there yes. and the history there and uh i had to remove this video long story short oh wow because the people uh you know sometimes when these videos trend and start being watched by like you said hundreds of thousands of people mm -hmm. uh, you can't avoid the um the negative and the, the harsh cruel comments that some people uh. make and uh one of the people who participated in the video is just too much for her mm. and uh, she was like this is starting to really like right impact me in a negative way she's like at first i was so happy about it because there was so much positive feedback and and the way i look at things is Look, 99% of it is positive. Mm -hmm. That 1%, like, we shouldn't let that... Like, what about turning off the comments? You, you just wouldn't want to do that? I or? don't want to do that, no. Mm -hmm. I, 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 like, I like that engagement. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's, it's nice to have people come. And because, because there's so much positive as well, right? Like, uh, it's not just... It's not like it's all negative, right? Mm -hmm. But you need the negative. Like, so so to, just to, to mind that a little bit, you're, so you did a video with... Um, some Turkish folks uh, and some Armenian folks. Yes. And obviously, I would imagine there's some common words that you can easily find yes, between yes. those languages. The video itself was quite benevolent. It went well. Everybody was Absolutely. enjoying each other. It was great. Uh, and, the, then the, and then the comments became about the historical issue? or Yes. Uh, and people found one of the individuals uh through my social media oh. and were threatening her oh like it just it's really got out of hand right like it and the video was watched a lot right so uh. so um i i said to myself like out of respect for her okay i mm -hmm. i'm just gonna remove this have you had issues with iranians uh, in with any of the persian videos uh, Politically, issues in I mean? the sense that they would make it political and make negative comments, of course. Mm. I mean, people people come and attack me personally as well, right? Uh, why, would, why did they attack well, you? Yeah, yeah. For you, discovering you think, words? Yes, but yeah. uh, people, the, the, the problem in this day and age is, no matter what you say, someone gets offended, of yes, right? Well so they're like, that, why yeah. did you compare us with this group of people? That's just one example. Right. Or why did you say like an overtly racist comment? Exactly. Why, why did you exactly. compare us with these people? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, people say things like this, right. and I just ignore it. Right. Mm. You know, in the beginning, the you know when you start this off, like because this was just, it still is a hobby. It's just something we do mm. for fun. And in the beginning, when you hear somebody insult you or try to insult you or say something really negative, it really gets to you, right? At mm. first, you want to respond to them. You want to just like, after a while, you're just like. There's no, no point. There are people yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah. So there's and, no response to and that. Yeah. One of the, you know, this this really wise or very very good advice that I received from someone was, if you are only receiving positive comments, 
then you're not doing a great job. Mm-hmm. You have to have some <laughs> negative people in there. So now whenever I hear somebody say something negative, I'm just like, oh, this is just part of the game. It's, and and this it's is, a measure of how much yeah, you've grown. Exactly. The, it, it occurs to me that we're sitting here in Toronto, and one of the things I've always said that actually – uh, not one of the thing. The thing I've always said about Toronto and why it's my home city and why is that I really love that it is the most multiracial city in the world. Yes. It it really makes a difference in terms of how it affects uh, the culture of this city and not just the downtown core, but the the whole city. Mm-hmm. Places like like North York, yes. not like now north of the city, Thornhill, where I grew up, which happened to be very, very conservative and white when I was a kid, but mm. is this real melt, melting pot mosaic of different uh, mm. races and cultures. Do you see this project almost as a reflection of the city you've lived in for the last 25 years? For sure. I mean, the, you know, when we started to make these videos, uh, I'm just like, what better place to do this? You know, where you can literally find people in this city who speak any language, you know, like major languages of the world, you can easily find people here, right? And I look at our group of friends, and I'm like, oh, we have a very diverse group of friends. Like, we can we can ask this person and this person, this person. And that's initially how it started, right? Initially, it was just my friends, Shazit's friends, friends of our uh, relatives, mm-hmm. you know, or you know, like this, right? And then as the channel grew, people find out that we're in Toronto so they keep messaging and saying oh I want to be a part of this so a lot of subscribers taking part in the videos right. as well right and that's how it started to expand what do you do you look for qualifications I mean you seem to have well, I mean one of the beautiful things about this which is also um, something that could only have happened in the last 10 years is that it's relatively lo-fi if you will it's really I mean there's mm-hmm. nothing you don't have fancy lighting you don't have yes, an expensive yeah, yeah. set and even the people are so authentic they're shy in some cases yes, yeah. I watched a video with uh, Persian and French and one guy wouldn't even say anything <laughs> you know, like, yeah. just sort of sitting there you know yeah. it's really sweet it was, it was you know like, nervous, I like I guess, yeah. clearly there's not rigid casting requirements yeah, if no. you you know but what do you look for in terms of the people well, that you to cast be honest and, with you I want to give everybody a chance like the way I look I, as long as they can they're fluent in the language and they can represent it right mm-hmm. uh, but it, it doesn't matter how old they are like you can see people are much older there are younger people p- teenagers uh, you know none of these things like to me matter right like it's just if a person has that interest and they want to be a part of this mm-hmm. I would like to give everybody a chance right so that's 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 really what I focus on is, do you speak the language and can you represent? Like, are you fluent enough to represent the language? What, what's, what's your story? How did this, uh, this guy who has created this thing, uh, you, you came from Iran at the age of 10 in 1995. Yes, yes. Uh, w- what was the precipitant for your family leaving Iran in the mid-90s? Uh, I would say my parents really just left for us, like me, myself and uh, my sister. Uh, they they lived an okay comfortable life. It wasn't it wasn't like anything that was harsh or um, all of my dad's family still lives in Iran. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom's side of the family, a lot of them have moved away. But uh, you know, they could have just stayed, right? It wasn't really like you know. I I I'm happy with the choice that they made because I really don't know what would have happened if, mm-hmm. if I was there. Uh, my dad side like we always joke about this and we say like. If we stayed in Iran, maybe I would have grown up and become a cleric right now. Right. You know, because my dad's side couple of, the of your uncles are Ahund, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Which is so, fascinating. I mean, uh, uh, 
<laughs> considering how I, I don't even associate with with the religion uh-huh. at all, right? Like, how do they feel so, about that? Uh, I would say like some of them just brush it aside. Mm-hmm. They don't really like. You know, it's almost like they just ignore it. It's like, no, are you in touch with them? The, the ones I'm, who I'm are t- clerics? I'm in touch with some of my uncles. Uh-huh. Uh, not not the clerics. No, I I don't talk to them directly. But uh-huh. but my dad does, right? Uh-huh. Like, I mean, we we are in contact. Um, are they aware of this project? Are they aware of your channel? My cousins, a lot of my cousins. Uh-huh. Are, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, they they know they know about. Like, They're not the Ahuns are not getting together and look at this one Indonesia and Persia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I really don't know if if they sit down and watch these videos, but I know I know that my cousins do, right? right so, right. so yeah, it's it's just it's just interesting because you know, okay, so I would like I, my dad tells me like, oh, imagine like you were living there, what what would you be right now, right? Right. And doesn't <laughs> is it your dad or your mom who's from Qom? My mom's from So, so you've got some yes, roots so yeah, in yeah, the I religious... Have, yeah, it, oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, ancestry, not not yourself necessarily. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Why did they choose Canada? Uh, my dad, you know, had been outside of the country. He uh, actually studied in India and the United States. And uh, throughout that time, he was traveling to different places. And when he came to Canada, he just thought this place is the best mm-hmm. out of all the other places that he had been to, right? So for him, it was like a big, big decision, like, you know, big. It was very important for him to move mm-hmm. here. Uh, he always like points out to flaws of other countries, but says that Canada and specifically Toronto is just perfect. And it's the capital of the world. And it's wow. just, yeah. <laughs> Did you, were you interested in language and, and different cultures? And, uh, I from, was, I uh, was from the very, time you were a kid? very much interested in different cultures and history uh, since I was a kid. Why do you think that is? I, I don't know. I really don't know what initially got me interested in it, but the more, as I traveled more, I became a lot more interested, right? Mm. Uh, and the thing about traveling is I feel like the first time you travel, just something like makes you want to keep doing it, right? But you weren't, I mean, you weren't traveling when you were a kid. No, no, so I was. this is after no, you've come yeah, to Canada. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, but you always had this interest in exploring different I cultures. Did, I did. I, I had, I had uh, like, if you ask my mom, she'll tell you that when I was, like, seven, eight years old, my favorite subject was, not even a subject, right? I just liked maps. Mm-hmm. I liked to see what countries where. And I did, too. Yeah. I was into, do you ever draw maps? Yes, of course. I, yeah, that yeah, was my whole yeah. childhood, <laughs> drawing maps. Yeah I, yeah, I used to look at, like, what different parts of the world look like, and then later I would draw it for myself. Yeah. yeah. But what's interesting is, I mean, uh, I didn't become an engineer. You did. Like, you're this cultural and social explorer, and then you went and became an engineer. Yeah, was I, that familiar pleasure, or, or was it, <laughs> no, it your dream to I be guess an engineer? Part of it, part, it wasn't really like my my parents were never the type that really forced us or really wanted us to say like you have to do this or anything like that. So for me, uh, of course, they would be happy. They're happy that you you know you study engineering or you are going to become you know professional this or that right mm. but it was never any force or or you know this like pressure that you have to do mm-hmm. this i was just very i actually liked math I'm, i i can't say i was just good at it i actually enjoyed math like it was a subject that i was good at and uh, it was always nice because my marks were really high in math and in high school and and engineering just sort of like happened and i'm like you know i can pursue these passions and hobbies mm-hmm. As well, but 
let's get this engineering degree and right, it'll, right, right. it'll <laughs> that's what you're gonna i can yeah, just see you, you can. sitting down with your kids uh, 20 years from now get the engineering degree first like yeah, i did and then you can do other stuff but right? you're no ordinary engineer because what you do, I mean, this is this is mineral mining engineering, yes, right? Yes. And you go to a place called Northwest Territories, which of course Canadians know, but mm-hmm. for people listening around the world, you're going to have to explain just how remote this is. I mean, this is pretty freaking remote where you go and, and do yeah. your work. So explain what it is you do. I, for people who, like when I travel and I want to tell somebody where this is, like where the North, because, okay, basically it, the mine that I work at is... Uh, 350 kilometers north of Yellowknife. So Canadians, when you tell a Canadian person, they're like, okay, wow, that is really far north. But (laughs) most people outside of Canada don't really know where Yellowknife is. They don't know where the Northwest Territories is. So I just tell them it's it's the North Pole. And if they don't, (laughs) if they're they're confused, I just say, you know where Alaska is? Something like that, right? Right. Because Alaska is a known name. So they're just like, okay, then it's really cold. And if they still don't get it, I tell them how cold it gets up there in the winter. And by the way, what, like... uh, there's no 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 one's making korma sabzi in, in, the, in the northwest <laughs> no, territory. No. Like I love this Persian kid who goes to the, you know, I mean a very very remote community up there. Mm. Um, you have kind of a your schedule, your work um, pattern is almost like a flight attendant. It reminds yes, me so. of uh, friends of mine who are flight attendants, where you you work for a couple of weeks. I'm imagining very intensely, and then they give you a couple of weeks off to recover or exactly and then you have to go back to the northwest and it was this pattern that allowed you to travel right exactly so much. yes so we work uh, 12 hour shifts for 14 days in a row and then we're off for 14 days so basically you have half the month off and that allowed me to travel so much uh for a period in my life i didn't never even go home right so i, I leave the mine i have a suitcase and i fly to South Korea or fly to Argentina or wherever, you know, when it was cold, I'd go somewhere warm in the winter, right? Uh, so yeah, like sometimes I was doing that for like seven, eight months in a row. And yeah, so that's really where the idea of these like comparison of languages. Uh, that's the genesis more, of it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because I would go to different countries and a lot of times, I don't know why it's what it, what it is about Serbia and the Balkans that always comes to my mind is because there. I was surprised the most initially where mm-hmm. I would hear words that I'm like, they use a lot of words that are Persian or we use them as mm. well in Persian, right? So that that's kind of like what in, got me really interested, right? I'm like, okay, this is this is very interesting. This is this is cool. I want to look further into this. And and I always think back at that, you know, that, that particular trip really like comes mm. to my mind when I think about this of how far back uh, this started right yeah I, I when I was a kid and um, uh, and we were getting after the, the revolution and the hostage crisis and stuff as a kid you weren't here but in the 80s it was it was mm-hmm. it was kind of hard on Iranians they were you know to call you a terrorist or you mm-hmm. there was a lot of backlash in the in the non in the community and so and I, I say this quite shamefully but uh, but but for a while, as a kid, I wouldn't want to tell people where my background was, you know. So they would go, oh, Gion, is that French? And I'd go, hmm. Like, I would just kind of like, you know, not answer, hoping that they would think it's French. And then if they pursued it, sometimes they'd say, oh, so do you do you speak French? And anyway, people who would find out that I was Persian, I'd go, but we're very similar to French because um, we have commode and kerabat. It's <laughs> yeah. like 
cravats and you know yeah. and and i would always have these words a few words that i would say are like french because they are yeah and take some solace in that loan words in uh it. you know and, and so it's it's full circle watching your videos and going <laughs> I, I mean i remember this i remember finding such a refuge in knowing that our language isn't that different from french mm -hmm. so we can't be that different from french here. yeah and and it's very it's, it's very interesting that you bring this up because uh, i can't tell you how many times people have messaged me personally or left a comment uh non-iranians watching these videos and saying you know you have actually changed my perception about iranian people and iran in general wow. like watching your videos right because initially they come for something else and then they start watching the other videos and they're just like i, I just never really thought of people from iran being like this i didn't think that wow. uh, so those those ones are really nice you know it's really nice to hear people say that and and see that it's made such a positive impact uh and i'm sure there are a lot more who don't actually comment and tell you this right but really at, at the end of the day to know that this is making such a positive must difference feel it's good. great yeah and that feels good for to hear that as a as someone of a persian background too for to sure yeah like uh, just a, a parenthetically as a as somebody who enjoys travel like you do and has been to a lot of places how do you i'm just curious cuz i the list of places you've been to is is very long mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a, you know you've literally been around the world um, the problem for me, I, I love travel, and I and I had the chance to travel a lot uh, for work reasons, you know, yes, either yeah. for TV or for when I was in a band, we would tour, and you know, so I went to all these places. But I tend to find a place that I really like, and I want to go back there. So, for example, I love Cambodia and Vietnam; those are a couple mm. of my favorite places in the world. So do I. <laughs> so I really want to go back to Cambodia. I have friends there now. I want to see mm. Cambodia. So, uh, but if you're on this agenda of of you know, uh, around the world in 80 days or whatever, you want to see every country <laughs> in the world the way you have. You can't go back to places, can yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. I always want to go, you know, there are places that I'm like, I'll definitely come back. And then it's been like eight years and I haven't gone <laughs> right, back, right? right. Because right. I'm like going to other places, yeah, like yeah, new yeah, places, yeah. right? So it's true. Yeah, there are, there are places that are always, you know, I always think about it. I'm like, in the future, I Which is go. what? What's the top of the list? It, for it, you? It's interesting you mentioned Cambodia because that's one of them. Best, uh, yes, best people. Yeah, love for sure. Them. I yeah. love, I love the country. There's so many, so so much about it that's mm. I feel like is underrated. Uh, you know, people always go to Thailand when I go to Southeast Asia. They they don't think about Cambodia that's as right. much. It's usually Thailand and then it's Vietnam. Yeah, and you know maybe you know couple other spots but yeah Cambodia I feel like is very underrated but yes. it's such a wonderful country yes there's so many places you know like Morocco or in South America I'd say Peru you know these are countries that I would love to go back to and see more of you know because I feel like I just didn't get enough uh, you know when you when you have two weeks and you know it takes a day to get there and then you know yes. you got to come yes, back it's a hard. Day and Asia is hard yeah, especially so if you live here yeah so uh, with all the success of this channel, it's hard to believe that it's only about three years old. I mean, so mm. you the story is you guys are, uh, you've done all this traveling and then you and your wife, Shahrazad, um, have this idea for this. I mean, what was, the, what was the first one you did? What was the initial idea that you put on tape? The first video, if I could go back in time, like I would change a lot about the first <laughs> few videos, right? right like right. I, I really, I would use better words <laughs> having encountered all of this like feedback from people and also like a lot of, I learned a lot myself right um, but the first video was a uh, just just to go back a little bit before uh, so the idea was um, it was actually you know both of us together you know like Shaz and I were thinking about 
um, what's a nice way, you know, like to bring people closer, you know, because we, we talked about this before, about talk, talk about like common terms and stuff between languages. And, you know, we were just thinking like, why don't we like invite our friends to come over? Just tell them, like tell them this idea. Because I always tell her, I'm like, did you know that, you know, in this language they say this, you know, or, or did you know that, you know, in this dialect of Arabic, they use this Persian word, you know, like this stuff always came up, right? So she was like, okay, well, you know, we invite people and, you know, play, a, play it like a game, right? <laughs> and the first video we made was actually Persian with German. And the reason I say that I would do a better job is because I've come to learn a lot of more interesting Words, words that uh, I would uh, I would use. Yeah. Kudos to Shahzad. What a weird nerd she married. This guy who's like, <laughs> and, <laughs> what, and fat, who's like obsessed with finding these words for them. <laughs> I mean, I love it, but you know, it's uh, and is she into that? She is passionate for about sure. this. For sure, she right. definitely, definitely. Like, if it wasn't for her, this would never be possible. Because uh, first of all, she is interested in it and she she enjoys it as well. She was the one helping with like. The like the initial videos, she was the participant in the videos, right? And yes, until it right. started I've to grow, and she's like, "I don't want to let give other people the right, chance. Like, right, well, right, why? Right. Why should I be?" She a, was the Persian person. Yeah, she was the, the Persian person. When did you realize it was getting? Uh, when did you first realize how wildly popular this is becoming? Uh, it was probably in like uh, early to mid twenty eighteen, uh, which which would be exactly like around three years ago, right? Uh, that's when I was like, okay, this is like a lot of people are watching these videos, mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, we could do a lot more with this, right? And we can we could definitely like include other languages. We could like extend it, you know, and you get a lot of ideas, right? As the channel grows, you, you get a lot of feedback, you know, pe mm -hmm. people tell you this and sometimes the feedback is not really good, but you know, some of the, some of the stuff that people tell you, I always think about what everybody says, right? And yeah, and I just, what was the first thing that went viral, quote unquote? Uh, it was the, I think the Hebrew Arabic video, mm. because that was done uh, pretty much three years ago, right? And that video was kind of a hit because people didn't really, you know, here's this uh, lady from Israel and, uh, you know, here's an Arab woman and, you know, they're sitting down they don't really know much about each other's languages, and and they don't know each other, right? No, they don't most, know each other. Not, They've most never of the met. people on these. Yes, on your exactly, program, they exactly. Don't know each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty much everybody. Uh -huh. There's only a few cases where they're friends from before, right. uh, but yeah, they, they don't know each other. Uh, you know, they sit down at first. They don't know what to expect. They read a couple of words and like they're both so excited and laughing, and they they basically become friends. You know, and then it just it just looks so nice. You know, because it's like. Nobody's talking about politics or any any mm -hmm, sort of conflict mm -hmm. here, and and the video just grew so much. Uh, it's been watched over a million times, and then I noticed like later on, not just on YouTube but like on different platforms, people are doing similarities between Arabic and Hebrew. Like yeah. this became kind of like a, a a trend to to compare. Those I've seen some others. Do you do you know that? Were you the first? I don't know if it was. Okay. I don't know. I'm not right. going to claim that I was, uh -huh. but I have seen videos made afterwards, uh -huh. right? 
Yeah. You had to have been shocked by it when this started, when you start doing numbers in your hundreds of thousands and then millions. Yeah, You're I, this engineer in Toronto who's doing this thing, low quality thing that you <laughs> yeah, shot exactly. and put out. I mean, no offense, but yeah. it's not. No, no, know, it's true. I, I, that's what I love about yeah. it. It's not a CBC production. Exactly, or exactly. Know. It's like. And I just, always claimed, I always said to people where they're like, oh, you should get like this and that. And I'm like, the, the idea of these videos is just people getting together, you know? Right. In the beginning, we're just using like a phone to record then i got a better camera and you know so <laughs> when, when i started where i'm like okay this is growing like maybe i'll invest a little bit too soon there's it. gonna be like flash pods yeah. and theme song by drake and yeah. you know you'll jump the shark nobody will watch anymore i mean speaking of which you don't have any sponsors you don't have any corporate mm. logos or ads uh, that i can see other than the the youtube ads the ones yeah, that appear on are, monetized yeah. videos in general on your channel is that by design it is for sure because um I've never, you know, I, c I can't really name the number of times uh, potential sponsors have reached out to me, but I rejected all of them. Um, and I, I just told them, like, it's just not for me. You know, you, mm -hmm. you're offering me, you know, however many hundred dollars to talk about your product. And I don't fault people for, for accepting it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying that people are wrong for doing it. Mm -hmm. that, that's perfectly fine. It's just not for me. So if Pepsi came to you, and tomorrow what, and said, I give, we, we're going to give you and Shahzad a million dollars. <laughs> just put the Pepsi logo on your videos. Well, that's, that's a little different. I think. That <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you everyone has a price, man, everyone has a price. At some point you, you have to say, oh, yes, no. I, I mean, listen, Pepsi would, <laughs> Pepsi might do that. You're getting millions of views. You're getting more views than most network television shows. Uh, yeah. It's true, and and um, some of some of the videos are actually on Indonesian TV with my permission, right? Okay. But sometimes they don't ask for permission, uh -huh. so now I put the logo on everything because Good for you. because yeah. I keep seeing like somebody sends me, they're like, "Oh, this is so exciting! They're showing you on the this." I'm like, "No, that's not exciting." They they took the video and they didn't even ask. But me, you right? do you you do get the money from the clicks. You get the monetized. Well, the it, the channel is monetized, yeah. right? But uh, but that's, I mean th that's got to be something. If yeah, you're getting millions yeah, for of sure. views, yeah. uh, but you wouldn't see this. You're not ready to stop being an engineer and become a full time no, YouTuber. No, 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 no. I it's you know that this idea always comes up, but it's just I you know you just can't predict the future, right? Like, what if one day this just like there's like. 20 other channels doing the same thing mm. and doing, you know. So well, then you go back to the Northwest Territories <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and find some minerals, yeah. I guess. I mean, why not run with it, though, uh, you know? You, it's true, yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, when something is your hobby, uh -huh. you don't even think of it as work, right? right like, right, you, you right. just do it, you know, even though it takes a lot of time now, I do it for fun. I enjoy it. Like, it's just... It's not. It's not work, right? It's just like let, let me come. Let me come at this from a different angle and and uh, from a, a apply a critical lens to it, okay? Without wanting to necessarily be, uh, to I don't want to as yet you here, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, on the surface, some folks, in terms of your mission of world peace, bringing people together, uh, some might say, uh, so we have some common words with other languages. I, uh, so what? I mean, what does that prove? What do we gain by that? Well, you know, I always say that when you find something in common, um, and, I, and you know what? This is not for everybody, right? Mm. Like a lot of people might find it very boring. 
Uh, it's not interesting for them at all. But the reality is, when you meet someone that you don't know, right, and you find out that you have something in common with them, there's just something just clicks, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and and that's what I always find that when people realize they have something in common with uh, a person from this nationality or someone who speaks this language or from this country, they just feel like this. And I'm not saying like a strong bond, but there's a bond, you know, there's something yes. that's like, oh, you know what? We are connected. Yes. And and really, when you think about it, the entire world is somehow connected. Like we are all in a way, one way or another, you can find something that connects us. Yes. Right. And that's what this these videos are all about. Right. It's about like finding out more about each other. And even if, you know, like the word is not the same, like you just learn about each other. Right. You, you know, it's not it's not necessarily about like having common words because I, I contacted my uh, sister, the linguistics professor. Mm-hmm. She's like a she's like a lifeline. You know, that old show where they used to call the lifeline yeah. to, you know, for me, when it comes to language, I'm, I always put things through uh, check in with her. And she said, you know, what you're doing in terms of the common words is not a huge discovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, we know that. We know that mm-hmm. there's, but it is really important on a social level, just as mm-hmm. you're saying, in the way that it creates the, the ties that, that bind us, mm-hmm. a, a sense of, of one world. Uh, can you think of examples of, of what you've seen about how this can, can create some level of, of understanding or, or bonding from a positive standpoint? Well, I can relate it to the, just, just the Iranian community. Okay. I mean, there are so many examples, but a lot of Iranian people, um, for lack of better terms, have a, a negative or a prejudice towards other. And I mean, I'm not going to just say Iranians. This happens everywhere right. in other countries. But so the fact that I see so many of them come to me uh, and see that you know we've done language comparisons with all of the neighboring countries of Iran uh, or across the region, mm-hmm. you know, further out. And a lot of times these are countries that you know people might have a very negative view of. Mm-hmm. And you know when I hear people write to me or comment and say that I used to like think very negatively, or you know I had you've changed my perception. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just see that you know I never thought that we could get along so well with with these people or with this group or whatever, mm-hmm. right? That stuff I think is very. Uh, you know, it's very touching. You know, I, I, I love that. I love I love And it's amazing that. how just finding one commonality can completely change your can can lead to that sense of connection. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. There's an old um an adage or a saying that I really love that about travel is like you do do you travel to find what's uh, different from the way you live or do you travel to find the commonalities, you mm-hmm. know? And, and um and it's very true that um, when you discover the commonalities, I mean, it's like if you take away all the weighted um, corporate imperialist, uh, you know, uh, implications of, of fast food chains, when you go to somewhere completely different side of the part of the world and you see a familiar restaurant and you go, oh, there's a sense of this, you know, I, I this is like my 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 home, you know. Yes, you, there's yes. a sense of, and I'm I'm always transported as I was thinking about this interview. I'm transported to this. Um, when in 2014 I was uh, covering the Sochi Olympics, mm. and so we we're in Russia, and you know the Olympic Village, the Olympic bubble is this kind of 
um, is its own thing, and you're not supposed to really travel outside of that. So we did. We took a bus and went, you know, 50 miles outside of Sochi. So now we're in a little town in Russia, in southern Russia, and and we went to a bar. This is a friend of mine and I who were who was working on the Olympics with me, and we were having some drinks in this bar, and we met these young guys. They could tell that we were from away, I guess, you know, and it turns out they could speak zero English. You know how the the sort of uh, ego, the bigot, bigoted idea that people who speak English have where you can go anywhere in the world and somebody will understand you. And like these guys know English. They're, you know, Russian or nothing else. And, and we didn't speak Russian. I mean, other than Spasiva or, you yes. know, hello, whatever. And so there was this weird kind of um, hand gestures, trying to desperately trying to understand each other. And finally, for, for some reason, we started talking about hockey or, you know, we mentioned Pavel Datsuk, right? Mm. This <laughs> Russian hockey players in the NHL. And it was like, oh, Datsuk. <laughs> and we were like fast friends. We became buddy. In fact, we stayed in touch, you know, for a while after that, just on the basis of having this, of knowing common hockey yes, players, yeah. you know, the Russian guy and the Canadian <laughs> guy happens to both like the same hockey player. So it's funny. It's those funny little bonds, yeah, you know, are huge. I have a similar story from the Dominican Republic where we were in a taxi and the taxi driver didn't speak any English. And I just started to name all the Dominican baseball players. And he was so happy. So I kept going one by one, every name right, I remembered. Right, and, right. and he was just so excited. And I see the on your series, I see the faces of these people that you bring in when the Greek person says to the Persian person, uh, says a word, and the Persian person recognizes it, for both of them, it's such it's this eu yes, euphoric yeah, moment. Yeah, of like, exactly. No way. You, <laughs> yes. like, you just turn into like a little kid. Where if, I don't know what it is about it. When you find like a common word, they just get so excited. They always laugh, you know, because there's just something about it. I don't know what it is, you know, like you know, that that just gets humans so excited when they're like, this person says the same thing as me. And people are really into language. I mean, mm. people, uh, I, I was trying to think, what is the magic sauce? I think you've created something really authentic and beautiful, but but millions of views, you know, mm. uh, I think people are actually genuinely interested in these words, mm. too. You know, the languages uh, that you've, you're promoting. I, I was asking you before we did the interview whether the audiences for each video are simply based on the cultures that you're exploring. So mm. if there's an Indonesian Persian one, if it's just Indonesians watching, mm. and you said, well, that's somewhat true, but yes. there's also just an audience who are into these videos in general, exactly. right? Absolutely, there are people who watch all of them, right? And it's a, it's a very large group of people that watch every video, it doesn't matter what the language is. Uh, they're just interested in it. They're interested in finding out more about different cultures, about different people. And I feel like, uh, you know, we live in, in an era or a period of time where we have this unique ability, unlike, you know, say 50 years ago, where even if we're not traveling, we can get to know people from all these different parts of the world mm -hmm. and see how much we connect with them. And you don't have to go back 50 years, buddy. Yeah, not, not, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not even that long ago, right? So I think. Uh, that's why you know this it has such a large audience because a lot of people are just interested about knowing uh, about this culture or this language or these you know nationalities so yeah do you sure. hear from people in Iran a lot you do a lot because I know YouTube is difficult to yeah, get but there. they use a VPN okay and, and what on, do yeah. they say Th they love it they you know uh, I have had 
since we started doing videos online, three people who actually live in Iran have been in our videos. Oh, wow. Yes. So despite all its complications that they have to use a VPN just to get on Zoom yeah. and, you know, it slows down the bandwidth and everything. I was just so happy that, you know, somebody who's living in Iran can be a part of this as well, right? Yeah. Because they, they always say, oh, you know, I've been watching all these videos and I really never thought that I could be part of it, right? Um, so, yeah, I, three people so far have been involved in videos that, that live there and they say that people watch your videos a lot. One of them tells me that... Uh, people have recognized them a few times on the street because he's been in the video. They're like, you're the you're the guy from the... What about you? I mean, I, I love, by the way, that this channel is called Bahadur Alas. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know, like you just, a... you, you clearly started it as just your name and well, then it's got exactly, millions of yeah. views. So your name has been, become synonymous I with think, you know, words that we, uh, common words that we have. And it's funny because when you go look at like the source of how people found this video, what they search for is my name first. Right. It's like 33.8% searched for your name and then 22% search for like Do Arabic. you get recognized from this? I've been, yeah, a few times, yeah. yeah. Uh, so have other people in the videos. Like a lot of times people have, have uh, walked up to me and said something or, you know, someone, I we were in like a plaza somewhere in North York and some guy just yelled out, yo, I love your videos. I couldn't even like see him. I'm like, okay, thanks. Right, right. <laughs> It's such a cool thing to become known for. Yeah, this, the, this you know this language idea. You and know? you mentioned that uh, that it's the channel just carries my name. That I mean, that just shows that this was really never meant to. Yeah. Or no, I never thought that it. Yes, would it's not really some grow. big it was brand. It's just like okay, or, this yeah. is. This is my channel. Although like people are interested in you. There's your wedding video with yeah, you and Shahzad yeah. has like two hundred and fifty thousand views. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know who's watching these. Like who they're fascinated but the by. People you. are watching a lot of wedding videos. That's right. There's a wedding yeah, video. So they, yeah, yeah. They see the name and they see the thumbnail and they're like, okay, I'm gonna watch this, right? And you watch one, you watch twenty Let's other. Let's see ones. how opulent it is. Yeah. Let's see if he has the same. Yeah. If the suit is as good as mine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the obvious question before I let you go is where, you know, do you have a sense of, do you guys have conversations about where you want to take this? Well, ideally, I wanted to continue to have this positive impact. At the end of the day, that's what matters the most for me, right? Uh, and, you know, the, the reason I rejected all these sponsors is because the money is not really, let's just say, like, I don't care about it as much as I'm not going to say it doesn't it means nothing mm -hmm. because that's just you know that would be a a lie right mm -hmm. of course everybody gets motivated mm -hmm. by by money right but it's not that big of a deal as much as the impact mm -hmm. that it has that's and not how you're measuring your success exactly I I measure it by the number of people who reach out to me and say how much they love the work how much it's making a difference in their lives and uh, you know people say you know like sometimes I just sit there and watch them because uh, it is like that my mood just like improves by like mm. listening to these and s watching the interactions between the two people from two different parts of the world you know so to see that you know continue to grow and have like a, a positive impact not just like among like I was saying before the, how it's changed like the, a lot of Iranian people and mm -hmm, their perception mm -hmm. to become more positive but also globally right like everywhere in the world do you so. have an all-time favorite word that transfers to more than one language? Um, <laughs> one that you're I, proud of that you discovered <laughs> in Korean or something? There, there, there are just, there's, there's so many, but, but I would say like, there's really not a single word that I would say it's, uh, 
I I just think the video between Tamil and Korean yeah is the one that I am most proud of yes because I discover I feel like I discovered something that many people among their own communities had no idea about right right uh, whereas some of the other ones it's like a lot of people know about it right but this just seemed like such a stretch exactly yeah. exactly and uh, another one that I've been working on is uh, connecting the indigenous like native languages in Canada and basically North America to uh, Turkic languages spoken throughout the Russian Federation and wow. or, yeah uh, and it's got I got to do a little bit more work on that mm -hmm. one but mm -hmm. I think that would be a very that would that would be another level of I think that would just be a major discovery. That's I think. If really, you can really, really find the connection. It's really there. interesting. Yeah. Listen, uh, it is so. It's a really beautiful project. Uh, Thank you. And when I was Thank talking you. to my sister, we were both just uh, talking about how much we love it, just because of the spirit of it. Is uh, especially in a world where so many YouTube videos are, are about um, things that tear us apart. I mean, mm. this, it really there really is. A, a spirit of connection and coming together in this and uh, um, both in the, in the process and in the people and their reactions. Um, proud of you and thank uh, you. Thank you. Thank I, you so much for coming in and doing this. Thank you so much. It's, it's my pleasure and I really appreciate that a lot. Uh, you know, I've, I've been a fan of yours for, for a much longer time. So this is, this is really wonderful and it's, it means a lot to hear that. So thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much. And apologies to Shara. So next time she's got to be here with you. For sure. Yeah. Next time she'll definitely she'll be excited to hear that. Vahodor <laughs> Alast, <laughs> <laughs> an Iranian Canadian engineer, YouTube sensation. His channel dealing with languages and culture is called Vahodor Alast. Vahodor joined me here in the Rook Studio today. there to get a little photo together uh bahar there at last has left the studio and uh fabulous keon just walked in let's get the microphones on like uh, captain reza groovy shia oh well i really enjoyed that me too i'm not surprised he's got that interesting project and and uh he's an interesting guy to talk to i love this uh, you know i'm so um there's something about the fact that he's an engineer and he reminds me of my cousins who are engineers, like a really nice, sweet engineer guy. Uh, and then he's got this wild other side, you know, like <laughs> I got to do a language series. You know? And uh, and then he goes up to the Northwest Territories. And then uh, for two weeks, the other two weeks he travels. And uh, it's just a very fascinating character. Uh, and it makes so much sense that whilst he's kind of a, a modest, uh, uh, you know, is almost a shrinking violet, that with these YouTube videos, he's created something that is such a sensation. It makes mm -hmm. sense because he's so interesting. And I, I didn't want to go too deep into it, but I'm I'm 
fascinated by how much research he must do or how much preparation, especially once we get away from Persian and English and Arabic. I mean, how he's exploring, you know, Korean and Hebrew and Tamil and and knowing which words to use that they'll be the common words for them. I, I just think it's fascinating. Shia, did you enjoy that? Oh, yeah. I, I really like what he what he's doing. And and I, I think you're right. I mean, the way of he try to make videos like low budget videos and very cozy yeah. it, it really helps and you know what we call that uh, hockey <laughs> hockey. Hockey. or maybe we say khodemuni khodemuni oh, that's more like thank you yeah. that yeah and and i i am I'm, I'm fascinated by his current project on uh, uh, indigenous people and the uh, uh, some uh, region of Russia. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it was wow. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, Captain Reza. I love the guy. He's mm-hmm. so he's sweet. He's just aside from his uh, his work and his yeah, he's a nice man. And he's Very nice such man. a nice yeah. man. Like I, I'm, I'm, I, bec- I became a fan of his. Like as of, I didn't know him before uh, he was pitched to be on the show, and then we booked him. But uh, I actually watch every every now and again. I've, I've been watching his videos. They're very entertaining. And he is uh, everything my parents <laughs> wanted me to be. Right. He's an engineer. He's got a good family. He's and successful. He he <laughs> <laughs> everything your parents <laughs> wanted good, you to be. Good looking. Is that <laughs> what you're <laughs> <laughs> A good head on his shoulders. <laughs> an ability to write. All of the above, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. We're on Clubhouse next week. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice voice. <laughs> Nice voice. That's true. He's got a nice. He does have a nice voice. But uh, no, I really, really enjoyed it. I wish him all the best. Uh, and uh, the fabulous Keon. He's doing something really beautiful, and I, you know, I have such an appreciation for anybody that does something outside of their regular profession mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. like connect cultures together. That's that's something we desperately need in this world. Like, and it's so true how he says a lot of times when we find something familiar, like familiar ground with somebody else, we immediately like that person. Like I remember years ago I was in Bosnia and like I knew nothing about their culture and just seeing all the Middle Eastern influence and just their food the way they talk that the warmth mm-hmm. of the culture I was so fascinated mm-hmm. by this and so you know I appreciate what he's doing connecting and, cultures and, you know I, I, as I mentioned that my sister had said it, it, it's not breaking huge ground in terms of discovering that there's common words mm-hmm. that's not a uh, but just the, the the sort of game that he's created the practice of it the sport of it, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so simple mm-hmm. and so um, basically shot and everything. Think about how much, I mean, Reza, you're, you're in the business. Think about how much certain networks, uh, big TV networks mm-hmm. or movie studios pay to try and create something that's gonna go viral and you know, with, with immaculate sound and, uh, and 100 different camera angles and scripts and all. And they, they get nowhere, and and you know this yeah. is this little organic thing of let me bring two people from different cultures or different mm-hmm. walks of life together to find common words, and it's become this sensation. It's hundred yeah. percent true. Like networks, they put writers in a room or and creators to come up for hours to come up with ideas for such shows, mm-hmm. for concept, mm-hmm. for things like this, uh, and they pour money 
thousands and hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, into creating something that can go viral and bring an audience with it, and would be informative, would be thoughtful, interesting content. And this, and he does it out of uh, out of his own home, right? Yeah. I, 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 he well, doesn't not, have a collaborative. He, he started studio. to, but yeah, yeah. You know, what my favorite part of the the interview was. I'm just thinking about it now. <laughs> you know what it, what, it, what it was? I I said uh, this is my favorite part. Uh, so listen, are you? Would you ever take corporate money as a sponsor? <laughs> you know, uh, we will never, never take corporate money. What if Pepsi gave you ten million dollars? Well, that's I, a different story. Never say never. Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a price for everything. The <laughs> and Pepsi should really give them ten million. Yeah, well, yeah, take the Pepsi money, yeah. man. Come on, take the <laughs> All right, it's Monday, uh, and before we go, we got to get to uh, business here. It's time for Letters of the Week. Try not to say. (laughs) Just once. I would like to. You know what's weird is we do Letters of the Week at the beginning of the week. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Letters of last week. week. It's for letters of the previous week, I suppose. It makes sense to me. We kick off the week with (laughs) (laughs) letters of the. You have the letter of the week on a Monday. From last week. uh, Nothing makes any sense. Well, on that positive Sorry. note. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sec- the segment's canceled <laughs> yeah. after today. Go ahead, Kira. Yeah. So last week on episode 96, we had Iranian-American author, Jigong master, and filmmaker Pedram Shojai on the show. He's uh, otherwise known as the urban monk. Yes. A Persian monk. Have you ever heard such a thing? So on YouTube, we have Ali Khalili wrote, I would put this episode in my top 10 list from the 96 episodes of Rook so far. Very provocative. With regards to social media, in my opinion, having the right choice is the key as there's lots of garbage out there. Good job, Rook team. Keep up the good work. I love it. Nice. Do you think Ali Khalili has listened to all 96 episodes? Oh, he's written to us a oh, few times, so oh. I, I believe it. I'm yeah. very grateful to Ali yeah. Khalili then. And then we have username uh, one, just one, the okay. number one, wrote, just one correction there in the end. Our parents, relatives, and people we know never got spit on, in quotations, for any reason. That is an utter, utterly false and overly generalizing claim. Iranians in general lack socializing and assimilating skills that migrating to a new country requires. It's always the images of life in Iran and what they had in Iran that dominates their decisions and therefore they want to always build a life based on those values. Not many Iranians have embraced change, real change that is a crucial aspect of life in the diaspora. So bottom line is, if you don't want to get disrespected or whatever, learn to respect and adapt to the new culture. Good content. Good job, Brooke. Okay. Well, that that is uh, this one person is reacting to Pedram uh, Shojai talking about it being a tough time when mm-hmm. post hostage crisis, post uh, revolution, when he came to the United States, I should say, as a as a kid. I, I think this person is has got it wrong. Uh, if you think that people were not spat on or or um, victims of discrimination, uh, and and still are, but certainly in the in the eighties and nineties, if you're Iranian in North America, uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter how much you adapt to the new culture. Trust me on that one. There was, uh, but maybe this person's talking about uh, a more contemporary setting where and talking about how people should be careful to or want to assimilate mm-hmm. somehow. 
Hmm. Interesting. I guess I mean, like I've seen it. I'm sure you have as well. Where Iranians have been here for decades and for some reason still don't speak English. That's true. You know, That's they're true. still yeah. so yeah. into their yeah. communities yeah. that they haven't assimilated. Like Reza. <laughs> Precisely like Reza. His English is brilliant. All right. Next up, we have username Yurik Beg. Oh. I, I don't know if that's a name, but anyway, uh, it says, thanks to Pedram Shojai, the only known celebrity monk among Iranians. We indeed associate monks with pretty smart people. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. Then on Facebook, we have Mahsa Sheikh wrote, inspiring interview. I just bought the book Focus online. Thanks for introducing Guru Pedram to us. Ooh. Thank Very you, Mahsa. Nice. And then Max Merjui wrote, very interesting. We need more humans like Pedram. Mm-hmm. We indeed do. And then we have Bidar Show wrote, one of the most wholesome and enlightening interviews, especially for the majority of us in our fad hang, whose ultimate salvation in life is to cultivate their BMWs. As a practicing Zhigong lover, I really enjoyed hearing that an Iranian like Pedram exists. Thanks for delving deeper in this community, Jian. Beautiful. And then on Instagram, we have Rene Studio wrote, overusing social media usually gives us a sense of guilt that makes us block the applications after a while. But instead of blocking or deleting them completely from our lives, we need to manage our time in every aspect of our life. Sure. That's in reference to his talk about uh, balancing social media. And then we have Marlene Khoury wrote, I felt like this episode was speaking to me. I have to agree with Pedram that life in the busy city is slowly killing us. As a young adult, after graduating from university, I made a fast exit plan from rural life. However, that plan changed when I inherited a farm at age 26. Many years later, I have embraced the off the road life. My quality of life and my family's life has changed by living in a quieter way with less chaos. Maybe we're not at the heart of the concrete jungle, but have a chance to press pause. Thanks for the great show. Looking forward to your 100th episode. Congratulations in advance. Thank you, Marlene. All right. Then we have the letter of the week. Oh. Nice. So this is in reference to our uh, No Roos Home video that we uh, released a few <laughs> weeks ago, the infamous video. Uh, on Instagram, we have username Nagme11 wrote... Dear Rook team, your Nuru's video was a great addition to my New Year celebration. Loved every second of it and laughed so much over the white fish discussion. <laughs> I was so happy to see you all. You are all beautiful and very talented. And the beautiful part goes more towards Keon. Oh. Eat your heart out, Reza. Your show was a great meditation for me during this pandemic. Every time I listen to your podcast, I feel like I have to thank you all for what you're doing and for doing it so well. Thank you. Nat. Beautiful yeah. letter. Merci. That's really nice. Notice how the letter of the day is always something that says something nice about Keon. I know, right? <laughs> when has it ever um, said it? I have this one as the letter of the day. <laughs> the most beautiful says. part goes to, and then she does the English accent. <laughs> yeah. The most beautiful <laughs> part is more meant towards Keon. <laughs> when do I The ever? exception. <laughs> 
Philip. Hey, I, I got called Miss Idol last week, so I needed something, some retribution here. There's a compliment. You've seen Miss Idaho? <laughs> Radiant woman. Uh, all right. Thank you very much, Nagma. Thank you to all of you who've uh, written in to us. Uh, please continue to do so at info at rookmedia.com or on any of our platforms. Thank you, Captain Reza, Guvi Shaya, the fabulous Keon. Looking forward to Thursday. We've got a couple of great guests coming up this Thursday. This is full time for Rook for today. Remember, for all things Rook, for your full Rook diet, go to our website, rookmedia.com. All of our episodes are there, a list of all of our guests, some of our new videos that we've put up. Rookmedia.com is also where you can become a patron of our show. And we really appreciate it when you do. Thanks to the amazing team who put this show together. Producer Susan Ponta, the artist, the fabulous Keon and thoughtful Nagin, Savvy Roham, Master Muhammad, Aray Merdad, Chef Haas, Captain Reza, and Groovy Shaya. Thank you to all of you out there supporting us and sharing our content. Please subscribe on any of our platforms if you've not done so already. You can find me on Instagram at Gian Gomeshi. And as ever, Mizun Bashi. Mizun Bashi.